Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. That's Alan Saunders. That makes me Zachary Smith. Alan, what's going on? Back in the usual spot. Uh, Tuesday, got back uh, a couple hours ago. Um, Mike Tomlin talked today. Got lots of news to talk about. Not like big news, but just just a bunch of stuff going on. And uh, yeah, I mean, travel day for me, day out for the team. So I think we'll get a lot of questions today because I think we got some time. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of the YouTube stuff uh, coming later in the show. You mentioned Tomlin talking today. I think the one thing that like we wanted uh, addressed over the weekend, and we knew he was going to get asked. I feel like we had a pretty good idea of what his answer would be, but was this Matt Canada stuff, right? Was he really going to have a more pro- a more prominent, prominent role, than, role. The off- than the offensive coordinator? Yeah, um, and he, he touched on that. He said no. Literally two letters. N-O was his response in terms of that, um, which, again, I feel like we knew was coming from Mike Tomlin. If you asked me to pick like an exact answer to that question, I think no would have been the runaway leader. Um, second place would have been laughing at the person asking the question. Uh, so I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's pretty clear that nothing actually changed about what Matt Canada is doing, how the Steelers are doing it. Um, if there is some kind of change, it's the kind of thing that happens all the time. You know, th- that is not actually news. Just, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't understand it from the beginning. I still don't. I, I don't think there's anything here. I think we can 
Yeah, probably, what was the probably was the agree to pretend like this never happened? What was the follow up from him too? It was something about like expect to see George Pickens and Jalen Warren more involved in the offense or something like that? Like as as if the, those weren't things that the Steelers were already working towards. I don't I don't I don't understand any of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. Like I said, like Canada working more with Kenny Pickett would not be unprecedented or or different or unusual. That's that's just part of what coaches do when guys are struggling. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's nothing special. And then the one that I wanted to ask you about in terms of stuff that he was talking about, um, because yesterday we had a question about, you know, Joey Porter Jr. and continuing to take on a larger role. Um, Tomlin and Terrell Austin both continued to note that Joey Porter Jr.'s role is completely based on the flow of the game, getting him in favorable situations right now, still just a sub package player. Now doing one thing, like saying something and actually putting it to practice is another thing. Where are you at? Like, can we expect his role to continue to grow? Or are you taking their word for this? Like it is really just going to be like as a sub package player until either like Levi Wallace or Patrick Peterson get hurt or like, it's really something that forces him onto the field. Um, I mean, I think you will see sort of incremental steps forward. I don't think you're going to see any kind of big change. Um, the change to that would be if somebody gets hurt or if somebody stops doing their job. You know, I, I, I think it's been vastly overstated that, like, I, I don't think the Steelers would say that Levi Wallace has been bad. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. agree with, I don't agree with that sentiment. I think he's largely doing what they're asking him to do. Um, and is especially doing the things that I'm not sure that the Porter would be particularly good at. Um, he's they're, they're very different kind of players. Um, I, I just maybe maybe there'll be a matchup where they really like look at Levi and say this isn't the one for you. Um, but I I'm trying to think of who's coming up soon that maybe. So we got the Texans, the Ravens. The by Rams, Rams, yeah, Jaguars. Like, there just isn't a receiver there to me that that I think would would prompt that kind of course of action. At least not that's coming to my head right now. I think Levi Wallace has been fine. I, I don't think there's anything. Yeah, I mean the, the run game, it, the run game, the, the run game stuff is probably more. Uh, it's probably worse to me than than his coverage. Uh, he he was sort of central to those two long runs, and mm-hmm. you know I think Joey can tackle, but like, I wouldn't say that's necessarily his specialty or something. Um, in, in terms of coverage, I, I think Levi Wallace has done fine. I think Patrick Peterson has done fine. I, I don't know. I I just think we'll continue to see him worked in where it's appropriate to, but I I don't think you're going to see any kind of big change. Yeah, I think without understanding the assignment, it's easy to say, look at all these catches that Levi Wallace is giving up, all this yardage. But again, if the plan is for the Steelers defense to let offenses kind of take the shorter stuff, chip away because they know at some point that quarterback's going to make a mistake and we're going to get an explosive play on defense as they have through the first three weeks, then it makes sense. I think he's doing his job to the best of his ability, again, other than that Devontae Adams long broken play touchdown. Yeah, and again, I think that was more Peterson than it was Wallace. Um, that there's, there's really, I'm not seeing missed assignments. Um, that, that to me would be the thing yeah. 
that if you if you I was a coach and I was to say, oh, we got to change something here, that would be the thing that would cause it. If we started seeing mistakes, missed assignments, um, th- things like that, I- I've not seen that from Levi Wallace so far. Uh, Tomlin also noting the injuries, um, a couple additions here, Alan Robinson with an ankle injury, Presley Harvin with a hamstring and James Daniels with a groin injury expected limited early in the week, but didn't necessarily seem like there was any concern about those guys missing on Sunday. No, it seems like a pretty healthy team. And, uh, but I mean, obviously no cam and no Deontay is as big, but not continuing to deal with more absences week in and week out and allowing the kind of roster that you've had on the field the last two weeks um, get to gel a little bit, I think is that there's a huge benefit to that. You're not making sort of continuous changes to who's in and who's out and who's doing what. And they've really been able to kind of come together. Uh, On the opposite side of that, the Houston Texans offensive line is anything but healthy. Laramie Tunsil, who's their best offensive lineman, one of the best left tackles in football, really the only regular that we can expect to see on Sunday, it sounds like. So you got him, you got former Steeler Kendrick Green, and then I don't know what else they're going to be throwing out there right now. I actually don't know what their offensive line rotation has looked like here to start the season. But uh, obviously, no Kenyon Green, who's there, um, who's their right tackle. Their right tackle was a decent player too but he's not playing uh dang it he's actually he's played some guard too but anyway um yeah i mean we just saw the steelers offensive line or defensive line take advantage of the raiders offensive line who up to this point had been performing pretty titus well was that's what i was thinking uh, of titus howard yep um yeah. i mean it, you got to be kind of i don't want to say licking your chops if you're the steelers front here but this seems like another matchup where they should be able to have their way on paper uh, yeah, I mean, even the places where the Steelers are not particularly deep or dominant, like the Steelers have great are great on the edge, right? I mean, I think we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I love T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith and and their backups against Laramie Tunsil and and Larry Tunsil's hurt too. I mean, he played last week, but he was on the injured report all week. It, he might have been questionable to play in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, like he he he. He's not 100% either. George Fant is the other George tackle Fant. right now. Okay. Yep. N- nothing nothing to be uh, terrified of. And then even in the middle now, I mean, like, I don't think that Larry Ogunjobi and Keanu Benton and Demontrevious Adams are like, you know, DeMarvin Leal are, are terrifying offenses. But um, rookie sixth rounder Jarrett Patterson, Kendrick Green, mm-hmm. and Shaq Mason. Or Shaq Mason, who that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I like the Steelers guys better. Like I think the Steelers should be able to one on one win every matchup there across the board, and uh, it's certainly when you look at what C.J. Stroud has done in the early part of the season, it's impressive mm-hmm. to me in that he has not really looked like a rookie, but he's also done it in f- behind what's a just a, an abysmal offensive line that that is sort of the area where you would expect there to be weakness and, and there hasn't been yet. I think it's a credit to Stroud, but I think the Steelers defense will have something to say about that too. Yeah. Tomlin speaking about CJ Stroud called him mature beyond his years. And I looked at the, you know, the pass catching trio that they have too. It's very different. I mean, Nico Collins, who's kind of like a jump ball specialist. He's already been a better pro than he was uh, in a very limited Michigan offense in college. They got Tank Dell, who they used to kind of take the top off of things, a smaller receiver. And then Robert Woods, who they brought in as a, as a veteran presence, I would say kind of their Allen Robinson for that team. Um, so when you look at those guys matching up against, you know, our secondary, how, how do you feel about that pass catching trio? 
I mean, I like Tank Dell a lot as a young player. I, I liked him at the uh, some at the Senior Bowl last year. But I mean, I, I, this is a, a a poor group of eligibles in general. Um, those three guys and and Damian Pierce, and mm-hmm. I mean Dalton Schultz is a quality tight end, but it just feels like he's underused in this offense. Uh, I, it doesn't scare anyone. It shouldn't scare anyone. And if you look at what the Texans have done, I mean they, they've they've exceeded expectations to this point. Like this is not a team that you can overlook. I, th- I think they've proved that, but they have not been you know, what you'd call dynamic. They did score 37 points on, on the Jaguars, but there was a lot of defense involved in that total. Like it's not like they ran up and down the field uh, on Jacksonville. And so I, I don't think this is a very good offense. I, I think the Steelers have, have a talent advantage almost across the board and they should be able to impose their will on a, on a what I think is a pretty, pretty subpar Texans team. The offensive coordinator there, Bobby Slowick, who's a Shanahan disciple. I wonder, obviously, he doesn't have the personnel to try to do what Kyle did in week one or anything like that. But I'm wondering if we do see maybe a different style of offense just because of them looking at that week one tape of San Fran versus Pittsburgh. I mean, they can try. I just don't know that they have right, like yeah. Christian McCaffrey. I think that's where it all falls apart, right? I, mm-hmm. I I will be astonished if the Texans are able to run the ball on the Steelers. That should not be able to happen, considering who they have on the offensive line and and who they have running the ball. Um, should should kind of be a non-issue. Um, and and if they you know, th- then it also starts to fall apart. You know, um, in, in addition, they don't have a Debo Samuel. I mean, really, it, there isn't a single eligible that lines up to me i mean tank dell is good but he's no devo samuel and you know they don't have an ayuk either you know there's no kittle uh it's it's the scheme is always overrated it's the players man you gotta have good players to win i like some of these texans players Uh, i think they're Mm -hmm. playing hard i think they're playing smart football and they're disciplined they're not beating themselves but they're just not that good and Tomlin's talking about the defense, obviously, with the Miko. That's where his influence is. That's where his strong suit is. And But uh, we talked about this yesterday. Like, again, with the personnel thing, not many players on that side of the football. I mean, I like the safety duo of Jalen Petrie and Jimmy Ward, uh, one of the guys he brought over with him from San Fran. But no Derek Stingley in this game. Will Anderson's still a young player. I mean, you're not talking about very many quality guys that are going to be a starting player on a different defense. No, I mean, I think they're they're kind of interior defenders are, are okay. Like you said, Petrie, Jimmy Ward can include Denzel Perryman, although he's, he's been hurt too. Yeah. Um, uh, Tavier Thomas, the nickel corner, I think is a quality player as well. Uh, former Cleveland Brown. It's a better defense than it is an offense. I think that's, that's pretty clear. And, and, you know, and I like the young players, you know, Petrie was a second round pick last year. Willie Anderson, the first round pick last uh, this year. Um, They've got uh, Christian Harris is, is a young player. Um, they've got uh, uh, Henry Toto, the Alabama linebacker. Like I, I think there's good players on this defense, and it, it is definitely a much more talented defense than it is an offense. I think they're doing some interesting things schematically. You know, I didn't really think that D'Amico Ryan's was this um, 
you know, in his bag of tricks kind of crazy coordinator, I thought he he ran a pretty standard scheme and just got really good execution out of it. And I think you're seeing that blueprint coming through again where they have pretty good players uh, and, and those pretty good players are playing pretty well. You know, I, I think there's some places where they can be exploited. Like, you know, it's I think you can minimize Will Anderson because I don't think they have another edge rusher that can hurt you. So you can really shift you know, protection his side. Uh, but this is a much better defense than it is an offense. And it, I think uh, it's fair to say that outside of Max Crosby, like if you just trade off Crosby and Willie Anderson one for one and let's, okay, Anderson's not quite that good yet right now, whatever. But I, I like the rest of Houston's defense maybe a little bit more than I like Vegas's defense. Like They're not big name players, but I, I, I would, like I would agree. I like what they're doing there. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it's because you have two guys, especially on that back end and Petrie and Jimmy Ward, who can kind of control things that are so good at communicating. So um, they're going to do a lot of the same ahead. thing the Steelers do in terms of just keeping yeah. a lid on it. You know, I, I don't think that they're unbeatable, but they are probably not going to make the big mistake for you. you you're going to have to earn it. Yeah, I actually that is pretty much exactly what he said is they don't make mistakes they, they he sees a lot of similarities between them and what they did in san fran because they don't beat themselves and they're so fundamentally sound so there you go um i wanted to bring up something you brought up yesterday i mean everybody's brought up how steeler nation showed out at allegiant stadium in vegas and somebody on youtube commented uh ryan mullins talked about steelers fans taking over the stadium uh, but i distinctly remember the 49er fans rocking the stadium at our home opener why do you see think it seems to be like that for the steelers at some away stadiums as opposed to how it is at their home stadium i don't know because i've never seen that happen at at Acrisure stadium or heinz field before it's hard to say like what the cause of that was and let's just be clear there were way more steelers fans at, at in Vegas than there were 49ers fans in Pittsburgh. But the fact there were any is uh, pretty notable. It's weird. It's unusual. I really can't um, say what the cause of it was. Uh, I I would be surprised if that becomes a trend, um, the way that the Steelers fans taking over opposing stadiums obviously is. Um, You know, I I don't know. I, I can't really explain why that was a thing that happened the way it did. I was surprised by it when I saw it. And and I'm still not really sure I understand why so many 49ers fans were at that game, you know, compared to like, look, there's lots of Ravens fans. I don't see that many, that much purple when they come, you know know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Just, uh, something there doesn't quite add up to me. I'm not quite sure why that, that happened the way it did, but in general, you're not seeing a lot of visiting fans in, in Acrisure Stadium, or at least not large amounts of them. This would only explain, I think it was like 350 or so of them. But um, I know one person that I'm friends with on X who's a 49ers fan, they put together like a trip and they had like 350 people sign up for this thing. They actually had to get together at McFadden's the night before. So like, I, and, and they do this every year for wherever the team is opening up. So it just happened to be Pittsburgh this year. Well, so. the other thing is there are like some serious connections to this area between Joe Montana and, you know, the owners that the Bartolo family is from Youngstown and, and they don't come out this way that often. So I guess if you do have, you know, some yeah. fans in the area that they would want to make sure that they go to that game when it happens. And then the last part about that is, is my, I'm guessing that like, 
tickets, uh, the ticket prices at Agrishore Stadium are a lot more affordable for people that are used to living in San Francisco than maybe the other way would be true. Right. Right. You know, this is a place where our cost of living is lower. I assume the ticket prices are a lot lower, you know, um, so it, it feels like a value to them probably, but that's speculating, but then maybe that's something that makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. Like you said, I've never seen anything at Acrishore slash Heinz um, like week one. I mean, like I've seen, like, I thought the Raiders were somewhat noticeable here in the 21 opener. I remember like going like, way back, like the Dallas Cowboys don't come that often, but I th- mm-hmm. when the Cowboys have come, like I've, I've remembered there being a, a good number of Cowboys fans, but nothing like that. Which will be next year. Dallas comes back mm-hmm. here again. Yeah. The first time since that game you're talking about. Um, we got a couple things here about Najee Harris. So, Robert Wiley says, I'm trying to figure out why Najee Harris isn't used more in the passing game when he has documented Le'Veon Bell type receiving ability. I mean, that's that's a lot. I, I think you can ask why he hasn't been used a little bit more in the receiving game without going as far as the. Yeah, he does Le'Veon not Bell. have Le'Veon Bell type receiving ability. Um, if he did, you'd have a point. Uh, I I do think they could probably use him more in the receiving game. I, I just, I don't think he's a particularly dynamic pass catching back. I don't think he starts and stops really well, which is kind of what you want most of the time for that role. Uh, he's just not as good at it as Jalen Warren is. Like if I'm trying to put together right. a game plan and I want to put my players in the best possible positions for them to succeed, like you can't, you can't a hundred percent, you know, say that oh, well, Jalen Warren's in the game, so we'll throw the running back. But when Najee Harris is in the, is in the game, we won't. And I, I think maybe the Steelers are close to to that point. But you want to you want to you want to maximize guys' skill sets. You want to put guys in positions to succeed. And I think, you know, Jalen Warren is a really good receiver. He is explosive. He changes direction very quickly. Najee Harris is a you know he's a he's a freight train he gets going and then he gets dangerous but stop and start is is not his specialty and i think he especially is a player that as a rusher needs carries to get going i I think we've seen that in his career like kind of the more you give him the better he gets Mm -hmm. and so if i'm gonna be feeding Najee harris touches i want it to be handoffs um they could do a little bit more uh, the other thing is that we haven't really seen that much of that would maybe tip the scales and in, in, in that balance is that last year, Jalen Warren mostly was the third down back and Najee Harris was mostly the first and second down back. But if you remember, think back to a game-winning touchdown in Baltimore, Najee Harris was also on the field in the two-minute drill. Even though he was not typically the pass-catching back, we haven't seen the Steelers' offense run a two-minute drill. Uh, and so – yeah. I think you you would see you will see some equilibrium there as just we get into more and different kinds of game situations. Uh, if the Steelers get into some of those uh, two minute type of things, then maybe you'll see Najee Harris catching some passes because he's on the field in more passing situations than he's been. Sort of the same thing we talked about with Joey Porter and the dime. You know, when you only have a couple games, you're sort of at mercy of the game plan and and how the the game happens how the game plays out the script uh when compared to maybe the way you would want things to be i i think they would probably want Najee Harris to get a couple more catches than he has but i think in general Jalen Warren is the superior pass catching back and is a better way to use his talents than, than the other way around yeah i mean you know to this 
person's point, you know, if you look at just his rookie year where Jalen Warren was not on the roster, he did have 74 catches, but you know, not even eclipsing 500 yards. That's it, it was a lot of dump offs, right? You're not actually asking him to run a, a route tree. Um, He's just kind of catching the ball out of the backfield. 6.3 yards per reception that year. Did have three receiving touchdowns. That drops to 41 receptions in uh, last season. So far this year, just three receptions. Well, he led the NFL in touches and snaps as a running back his rookie year, too. 381 touches. That was just an unsustainable (laughs) workload. They have to pull something back from that. And I think Mm -hmm. they've smartly pulled back the thing that Jalen Warren's a better pass protector, too. Like He's a great blocking running back. Uh, you know, they like him back there on those passing downs. So uh, I, I just think the way they're splitting it up makes sense. I did point out today, roadedsteelersnow.com, go read it, uh, that, uh, that almost 50-50 snaps for the first time in this one. It was it has been trending sort of that direction, but this was the one where, and, and obviously Najee gets banged up and goes out for a series or so, and that's probably the difference, but it seems like the Steelers are okay with moving more towards a 1A, 1B situation with their running backs. Um, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think they're both quality players. But I, I definitely think that you know the, the, the pass reps are going to be skewed towards Warren and the running reps are going to be skewed towards Harris. And uh, and speaking of Najee, the last thing I want to get to um... – comes from Tesnas gaming video or game videos. I've seen several people saying that Najee looks slow and not very good. I'm not sure where that's coming from. I mean, Najee has never been the fastest guy, wasn't really built as that type of player coming out of college, but he hasn't had many chances to hit open space. And when he does, seems fine to me. What are you seeing from Najee? And do you agree with the sentiment? I think Najee has looked a little bit. I, I don't think slow is the right answer. I will say hesitant. I, I think he has looked a little bit hesitant at times. You know, there was one play I saw Derek pull out of uh, on uh, on Twitter where you know it's a it's a kind of a, like a delay. Uh, I guess you could call it. It's not really a draw, but it's a slow developing run play out of the shotgun mm-hmm. where you know Pickett kind of turns and hands the ball to Harris with his head up, kind of like an RPO look almost. And then he runs it, and and Harris is not very decisive. He didn't really pick a hole and hit it. He kind of danced a little bit and maybe gains a yard or two. I think he could be better in those areas. I don't think he's slow. I, he's not as explosive as a guy like Jalen Warren is in terms of like, you know, if if Najee Harris to me, if, if, if we're comparing him to cars, right, like he doesn't have the same zero to 60, but he's he's got the top speed, and, and he's – uh very difficult to bring down gosh remember that play on the last drive where he like broke five tackles to yeah yards right (laughs) like there's a different kind of power to his running that is not necessarily the same uh it doesn't mean he's slow i don't i don't think he's a slow running back I, i just think he is a guy that takes a couple strides to get going and when he's being hesitant that can be exacerbated i i really think he did a better job in this game than previously this year and taking what was available to him. We talked about yesterday about staying on schedule. I think that was a really important part of the success of the Steelers offense. And that involves not dancing behind the line when you're a big running back and just plowing into it. He, he can be even better than that at that. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think he's slow. I do think he's looked slower, I think, because of just a little bit of hesitancy that I think has crept in there this season. 
do you think that has, and I, I guess we wouldn't know the answer to this, it's almost speculative, but could that be a product of, you know, just trusting in the offensive line and, and not taking what's there, maybe like trying to find something that's not open? Yeah, I think it's mostly just like a mentality thing where you've got to get, you know, in in training camp, you you block them all well. You know, like nobody's blowing up run plays in training camp, right? Like you block it and go and you hit the hole and you kind of talk about every play the way it's drawn up where this guy's going to block this guy, this guy's going to block that guy, and it's going to be a 10-yard game. You know, I think it, it takes a bit of a mindset reset to get back to, well, shit, like that guy lost his block, that guy lost his block, that guy turned the wrong way, and now I just need to find a way to get back to the line of scrimmage real fast. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think that that has been something that, that Harris has had to warm up to over the last couple seasons. He's definitely been a player that has been better as we've gone into years than he was at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think yeah. that's been the case uh, throughout his career so far. I expect that to continue. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably the one area where I, I would say you could you could lay some at, at Harris's feet. The blocking has not been good, but um, and, and we went, whole episode almost talking about the offensive line struggles uh not too long ago so i don't want to beat a dead horse there but i do think he could just be a little bit more decisive in in saying hey here's what i'm being given let's take it uh, aggressively instead of maybe trying to make something there that isn't there yeah absolutely all right hey keep those comments coming we love them um so comment down below this video for something for us to talk about tomorrow alan tell the people where they can find you at a Saunders underscore PGH on X at PGH Steelers. Now is a site's account there. Steelersnow.com sign up for Steelers. Now plus promo code Allen 10 gets you 10% off and uh, you get the best of everything that we do. And you help us do things like travel to Las Vegas and travel to Houston this week. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. We, we appreciate everyone that's part of it. We are so close to 10,000 yeah. subscribers on this YouTube channel. If you like anything that we talk about, or if you don't like it, but you still want to hear it, or if you just want to make fun of our faces on a regular basis and want to know when the availability of that to happen is at a moment's notice, hit subscribe, click on that bell, get us to 10,000. We're going to have a concert uh, with our <laughs> with our uh, our musical uh, accompaniment here. Um, we've got some giveaways coming up too. Be on the lookout for that. I haven't received our jersey. I've I've been slacking. I'm supposed to tell people who it isn't, and I've been slacking. So oh, let's yeah, see. Right. It is not. Uh, maybe I'll give them a good one then. So it's, like, it's not. It's not Presley Harvin or Chris Boswell either. But I'll I'll give them. It's not Kenny Pickett, and it is Ooh. not. Uh, it is not T.J. Watt. Ooh, we'll put some big names out there too. Yeah. So we get the spe- We know it's not a specialist. And we also know now know that it's not probably the two highest selling for the team. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more esoteric. Maybe if somebody if somebody guesses who it is correctly, maybe I'll like give them a bonus bonus. I've got like a hat and some scarves around here and some. So maybe if somebody guesses right, maybe I'll give them a bonus a bonus freebie. There we go. All right. Well, I am Zachary Smith, PGH. As Alan said, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Leave us a comment down below for us to read tomorrow. I know we haven't been pushing as much. We still do want those Steelers afternoon rides. We want the vehicles still sent to us, please. Um, I'm going to be on the lookout. It would be awesome if there's like somebody in Houston that just has like some horns coming out of the front too, some like bull a horns or something. Guard on a yeah. pickup truck with like a smoker in the back. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah in um, fact, if you have a smoker in the back, and I need to know about that because <laughs> yeah. I'm coming before Different the conversation. game. Let's yeah. let's just make that clear. Um, but yeah, you can find me everywhere. Go read that at the site. Alan, Derek, Nick, everybody doing great stuff. Um, but other than that, for Alan Saunders, I'm Zachary Smith. Thanks for jumping in and taking another ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere where and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 